We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's jump into our Wednesday night mailbag. I've got a couple of questions starred, and so we'll start with those. But get your questions in, and we will. Uh, I'll toss them up to Tom. He and I will toss them around. Football, basketball, non-sport related, whatever you got. <laughs> Give us a little something. Hey, man, I you know, <laughs> let's go. I'm, I'm telling you, I was there late tonight. But uh, anyway, so give us some questions. Here we go. Let's uh, – Benjamin has our first question. In the future, could you see Notre Dame changing up their football schedule to help maximize recruiting? Tom, I will let you lead off. Uh, I have absolutely no idea because how do you maximize recruiting through your schedule? You're tied into the ACC with at least five games a year. You're playing Navy every year. You're playing Stanford every year. You're playing USC every year. You've got to have a couple of those gimme home games that they have next season in Tennessee State and Central Michigan. There might be another one. There might be another one on there that I'm missing. Another, another, another. There's game. another. Yeah, there's another gimme game in there as well. Yeah. I gotta look it up. Western, yes, there is. West, West be, uh, is it uh, Central Michigan? Well, and then is Bowling Green on there? See now, I got to look it up. I know, I know uh, it's I know Central Michigan and Tennessee State. I don't know the third, but again, like how do you how do you what do you feel like Notre Dame Notre Dame considers itself a national school when it comes to football when it comes to football scheduling. They'll go anywhere. They'll play anybody. I think that helps recruiting pretty darn well, right there. Yeah, absolutely, no question about. It. I mean, I guess right now you'd call Navy kind of a bit of a layup since they got a brand new coach and they haven't really been much of anything as far as competitive over the last few years but you've got so i'll roll through it here real quick august 26th navy september 2nd tennessee state september 16th central michigan september 23rd home against ohio state september 30th on the road against duke october 7th on the road against louisville october 14th on the home against southern cal october 28th so there's a buy in there uh Mm -hmm. let's see home against Pitt. then you've got november 4th on the road against Clemson. Then you get another bye, then home against Wake Forest, and then on the road to finish out the season against Stanford. So that is the schedule on it. 
you know, as far as recruiting is concerned, I mean, if you look at their schedule, they're already a coast to coast schedule. I mean, right. they play in California, they play on the East coast. They're in the ACC, obviously, you know, they're playing in Ireland for, for, you know, goodness <laughs> sake. So, I mean, they're, they're playing worldwide, you know, there's logistic issues with like playing in sec country, for example, because then you look at you, you get into TV rights and you get into all of these different things that, you know, the average fan doesn't really think about when it comes to where you're going to play your home games and your away games and all of those different things. So, you know, this day and age with technology and the way things go, I don't know that you need to schedule games in fertile recruiting lands. It doesn't hurt, but I don't think you need to. It, all of Notre Dame's games are easily accessible you know, for, for kids to watch because they're either on ABC, ESPN, or NBC. So, or I guess one game will be on Peacock, but uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that. But they're, all the games are easily accessible. It's not like 1991 where you, you couldn't find the games except in this, they were at home against, you know, on, the, on NBC, right? So games are much more easily accessible now. So I don't know that it matters quite as much. It doesn't. I mean, Notre Dame is a national brand. You'd argue the top one of the top five national brands in college football, Texas, Michigan, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame. They they can go anywhere. They can yeah. play anybody and it's not going to affect their recruiting. It's mm-hmm. only going to help it because they're such a national school and they recruit nationally. It's not like they have to go play uh, a game, uh, a one off game against uh, Minnesota in U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to help their Midwest recruiting. Like if you want to go to Notre Dame and, and you have interest in Notre Dame, you're going to wind up watching the Irish wherever they're playing, right. whenever they're playing and whoever they're playing. Right. Could not agree more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, well, thanks for the question. We got another one from Ben. He says, with the big push for a playoff run this year, what players on the Irish roster need to be breakout players for Notre Dame to win the title? And I assume he's meaning football here. Uh, we're, yeah, we're not talking that. Notre Dame's not winning any titles. And, and again, not, not, to, not to dampen anybody's enthusiasm for 2023, but I think they're still a step away from getting to title contenders to getting to college football playoff contenders. I think when the, the field expands in 2024 and they go to a 12-team playoff, that it will help Notre Dame. But it, it, who needs to improve this year? You have to start at the quarterback position because it's you look at college football, everything, even, yeah. even football in general, everything is so geared to having an elite guy at that quarterback position. And if you don't, then you're then you're just an average program, and we've yep. seen that. Yep, could not agree more. Obviously, starts at I don't know if it ends at the quarterback position, but it definitely starts at the quarterback position because Notre Dame has been a quarterback away for quite a while, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, if if we want to say okay, which which position needs to have a breakout situation other than quarterback, I think it needs to be you know you're going to need to get some elite play at uh, one of the ends. You know, you're going to need to be able yeah. to put some pressure on the defensive line. No doubt about it. There's a lot of names down there. Who's going to step up and be those guys? I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, defensive line is going to have to be big. I think somebody's going to have to step up big at linebacker, whether that's J.D. Bertrand takes a step, whether Prince Collie gets an opportunity. You know, what does it look like at linebacker? I think they need somebody at linebacker uh, in order to be elite. I mean, we're talking about a Notre Dame to win the title they, they don't have an elite defense right now so right. <laughs> the front seven's gonna have to have a couple of guys step up in order to be elite you're gonna need to put some pressure on the quarterback and you're gonna need to make consistent tackles at the second level so that, that's where i'm at there as far as and, specific guys I, you know we'll see yeah i think it's just way too early to know a specific guy who who, who replaces isaiah foskey right as your as your sack guy who replaces Michael Mayer as your can't miss, got to have target on offense. So you, you need to find guys like that and then continue to go and recruit and recruit and recruit and build the depth to where you can maybe challenge the Georgias and Ohio States and Alabamas and Michigans of the college football world. Absolutely. We do have a super chat here from W118CMH. I'm sure that stands for something, but I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Thank you for the super chat. How different is this team, meaning the hoops team, if Basile chooses Notre Dame instead of Virginia Tech, moving guys like Nate, Dane, et cetera, back to their normal position? I think it's big. He was a guy that they looked at in the transfer portal. That would be Grant Basile, who was at Wright State last year, helped lead Wright State to the NSA tournament. Basile looked at Notre Dame the same weekend as Marcus uh, Hammond during the blue gold game weekend, everything was right there. And, and again, it's something 
It's not something that Notre Dame didn't do in trying to get a, a transfer big out of the transfer portal. Mike Bray showed him everything. Here's playing time. Here are minutes. Here's opportunity. For whatever reason, he thought he could do better at Virginia Tech. And you look at the, the right now as we sit here on January 18th, the two maybe the two most disappointing teams in the ACC are Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. So, <laughs> and Virginia Tech, he he felt like he was in a better situation going to Blacksburg. Virginia Tech right now is one and five in the league. So, maybe he wasn't the type of player that was a difference maker in the transfer portal. Which which, which I mean, when when you get to tra- the transfer portal, when you get to looking at guys that Nuring can actually get into school and add to that roster. It's such a crapshoot, and it's such a small pool to choose from that you've got to be right, mm-hmm. and you've got to hit it for whatever reason. Maybe maybe Grant Basile wasn't the guy that was going to fit at Notre Dame for whatever reason. All right, I'm going to leave it at that because uh, you know that subject way better than I do. So, <laughs> mo- moving on to the next question. Uh, from it ain't rocket science. If Freeman wins one of these next uh, wins a title in one of these next three seasons, like I think he will, bask uh, will basketball or basketball recruiting will experience an uptick in recruiting as a result as well. I hope. So, do you think there's a correlation between the football team winning a national title and the basketball team upping its recruiting game? Is basically the question. None. Zero. Nothing. Zero. That, that's all I got. Nothing. Like it, it doesn't matter what they do with football wise. I mean, football, football helps to an extent with the with the visibility of the of the men's basketball program. But there was a there was a time where Mike Bray would only host recruits on football weekends because he wanted to see the aura. They wanted to see the 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 pageantry and the aura sure. and everything else that goes along with having a home football game. A couple of years ago, he got away from that and started hosting recruits on non-football weekends. Guess who the one, one of the guys that committed on a non-football weekend was? J.J. Starling. <laughs> he, he came in on Labor Day weekend when Notre Dame was playing football down in Tallahassee, and he loved the campus. So I, I think it's a little it's a little overrated and a little too simplistic to say the, the, the success that Notre Dame football has has a direct correlation and can boost – the Notre Dame men's basketball program. Like Notre Dame men's basketball is its separate entity and they're not really concerned and football is not really concerned about how basketball is doing and basketball is not that concerned about how, how football is doing. Let me ask you a question. I don't know why this popped into my head while you were answering that question. So I'm going to, it's kind of a follow-up to this one. Do you think, and you can call me crazy, it wouldn't be the first time, uh, yeah, and it won't be. I won't just call you crazy, Vince. You know that. <laughs> I know that. And that's what I appreciate about you. So, do you think part of like bringing kids in on football weekends before they had the renovated Rolf Center and the whole the whole thing was to almost like a like a head fake? Like, hey, there's a lot going on here at the university, but we don't have great facilities. But hey, check out football and all that. But now that they've got Rolfs, they don't really need all the extra fanfare. Does that have anything to do with it? You think? Absolutely. Like, like, why don't you come look at what, what, what our campus is like when Notre Dame and Georgia are playing a night game at Notre Dame stadium. And there's 80,000 people here and game days here. And look at what happens on a Saturday. And Oh, by the way, don't, don't pay attention to that basement (laughs) practice facility where they used to practice in. Now there wasn't much to show them 
them being basketball recruits during football weekends before Rolfs Hall and before the renovation of, of Purcell Pavilion. Now they believe they can stand. They they can the, the program can stand on its own merits of the re, the renovated arena, the standalone practice facility, some of the some of the all the bells and whistles that go with yeah. both those places, where it's like yeah, football is good, but hey, look, we got some pretty good basketball stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is such a night and day difference from what they have now to what they used to have. I mean, it is. Do, do they still compete with the other ACC schools out there from a from a facility standpoint with Rolfs? It's hard because I think Rolfs is probably one of the best standalone practice facilities, not only in the league but in the country. Okay, and in in getting guys like Paul Atkinson from Yale a couple years ago, and getting Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman. I always I always say Marcus Freeman, Marcus Hammond <laughs> right. from Niagara. When Marcus Hammond and Paul Atkinson walked into Rolfs the first time, they said, "Wait, you mean I can I can come in here whenever I want and go make myself a smoothie at the smoothie station, or go to the nutrition center and do this? And I got the weight room here, and I got the the locker room and the lounge area and all this. Like I I I can do I can come in here whenever I want, like." Where do I sign up for that? Yeah. And, and and I think to an extent, I think Mike and Mike Bray talked about it Tuesday where he he has said that he has spoiled his guys to an extent. I think Rolfs Hall has kind of spoiled the Notre Dame men's basketball program to where they had nothing for so long <laughs> and now they have everything. Yeah. That it's it's something where I don't know if they appreciate everything they have or everything they didn't have before they had Rolfs Hall. That's actually a really good point. I never really thought of it that way. So now this is speculation. You speculated a little bit earlier. Notre Dame, do they have a package, facilities, the whole thing, that is attractive to a head coach? Because there's a lot going on at Notre Dame as far as who you can recruit, all of those things. Is it an attractive place for a basketball coach? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Depends on what what type of basketball coach you're looking at. Okay. Like you, if if you have an egoless basketball coach like Mike Bray has been for most of his 23 years, sure. yeah, it's a good job. But if you have a basketball coach that comes in here and says, I want all the things and the little details that go into the football program, you're probably not going to be coaching at the University of Notre Dame. Because you have to understand, 
that football is going to get a lot more than what the men's basketball program is going to get, get a lot more than what the women's basketball program is going to get, or the baseball program, or, or pick your program at Notre Dame. It takes a special type of coach and a special type of person with an ego and a vision and, and just a just a locked-in mentality, a tunnel vision to say, I want to coach here and make this my program for reasons that are this, this, and this, and not because I want to make it the next Duke or the next Carolina. It's a really hard job. And yeah. it's not a job that, that somebody's going to just walk in off the street and do as well as Mike Bray for as long as Mike Bray did it if you compare everything to football. Yeah. Yeah, you can't – you just – you can't go into it with that mentality. Completely agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. We've got another men's basketball question here from Stymie. He says, Tom, this year being obvious, why does men's basketball struggle to draw fans even when they're competitive – and winning and i i can can attest to this because i got a cold call randomly yesterday <laughs> for me to buy tickets to a men's basketball game which i thought was funny and uh but yeah the the i mean it was i watched a little bit on tv the other night saw a lot of highlights obviously student section was pretty good a lot of empty seats at the florida state game for sure i i think again look at what draws on that campus yeah. And that's Saturday afternoons in the fall across the street. There's so much emphasis placed on football. And this is this is not this is not a necessarily a men's basketball issue. I think it's a university issue. Yeah. To where it's not marketed, it's mm-hmm. not promoted, it's not celebrated, it's not really given as much attention as it should be. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you all, you know what? We got football, we got Marcus Freeman. We're yeah. gonna try to get back to the college football playoff basketball will just kind of sell itself and if people are interested they're going to find their way there that might work if you've got a new coach or you've got a program that's historically going to the NCAA tournament year after year after year but when things tend to slide over there winning losing fan attendance it's hard to get get it back and get it turned around Mm -hmm. so I, i i i don't know if the university has has always put its 100% attention and focus and just spotlight on saying, how can we maximize what we do here with the men's basketball program? It's, eh, well, you know what? If they're good, they're good. If they're not, when spring football start? Yeah. Well, I mean, you make a good point because back, in, you know, when they were doing the elite eights and, and things like that, Notre Dame basketball ticket was an easy thing to come by. I mean, that that place was rocking when they would have home games, and it was fun to go to the Joyce and and do everything and and watch a game and all that. It's a little rough for these days because there just hasn't been that sustained success, and unfortunately, they need to be successful in order to fill that place up. Well, people talk about well, they've got to win. Okay, well, yeah. what happened? What, what happened last year? They went twenty four and eleven. They yeah, went fifteen and five. Guess how many solids they had last year when they were making that run to winning. NCAA tournament game twice for the first time since 2016. They had one sellout. One. That was that was the Duke game. So and I, and I also I also think what works against this basketball program is there's no identity with the ACC. There's nobody in Elkhart and there's nobody in Granger and there's nobody in Niles or pick your your town up in Michigan that want that wants to say, I want to venture out at nine o'clock to go watch Wake Forest. Hey, the demon the Demon Deacons are in town. 
There's right. no identity with the ACC. Now the yeah. ACC fits for what Notre Dame men's basketball is in 2023, but they had there was such an identity in the 70s and the early 80s with playing DePaul and Marquette and Dayton and sure. IU and all teams that were close to campus. You can drive to, from Dayton. You can drive from Chicago and come in here. You can drive up from Milwaukee. There were so many Marquette fans in that building in December oh, yes. when, Notre Dame, when Notre Dame and Marquette played to where because they, they've identified, hey, we're playing Notre Dame. That's in South Bend. People in the ACC and people around here don't identify outside of Carolina, Duke, maybe Virginia, sometimes Louisville, sometimes Syracuse. They have no desire to go see any other ACC team yeah. when they come to, South, to come to South Bend. And it was kind of like that in the Big East, where Notre Dame was a was a Midwestern school with an East Coast presence. Now they're a Midwest school with a Southeast presence. And there's just, just there's just no connectivity to where fans are like, I'm invested in Notre Dame men's basketball because I know these guys that they're playing against. From a, an attendance-only standpoint, would Notre Dame be better off in the Big Ten? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. I mean, you're looking at sellout after sellout after sellout. Michigan State, Michigan, yep. Illinois, Purdue and Indiana speak for themselves. Ohio State, Northwestern, Wisconsin, which hasn't been to play in South Bend since like the 1950s. So from from a from an, an, an attendance, from an interest – from an attention standpoint, Notre Dame would be best to join the Big Ten, but we know Vince. Come on, we've been yeah. around this part yeah. too long. Right. That's never that's no. never gonna happen. No, they just need to get more Big Ten teams on the schedule. I mean, that if you wanna if you just try looking for them for attendance purposes, I mean, that's I mean, I will say because I was at the Michigan State game, and obviously that was where Notre Dame played out of their minds. That was wasn't a sellout, but there was an awful lot of butts in the seats, and a lot of them were in green and white. No doubt about that. Which is okay. Yeah, which I mean, is fine. That, that, that makes that makes for good basketball where it's there's a atmosphere. Forth. Yeah, the atmosphere is good. There's a back and forth. The fans are invested. You see, right. I mean, you, you don't you don't you don't see any fans wearing Wake Forest jerseys or Miami no. jerseys or Virginia Tech jerseys. But that's I mean, that's that's the that's the trade-off and that's the cost with playing in a league that's so far away from yeah. your campus. Yeah, like when it when it when it comes to when it comes to postseason voting for men's basketball, we're in Notre Dame is in a, the same district basketball wise as all the Big Ten teams, and it's nearly impossible to get a Notre Dame player to make an all district team because all the people voting are voting for the Big Ten teams. Sure, they're voting for Xavier te- guys on Xavier, guys on Dayton. When Loyola, Chicago were good, when they put guys at Loy- and they. You almost that people nationally forget that mm-hmm. Notre Dame is in Indiana and they play in the ACC because sure. it's it's so Big Ten centric here. It just doesn't make sense. Like ge- geographically, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. This is a Big Ten footprint. No matter what anybody says, it's a Big it Ten is. footprint, and that's why most people that don't understand the Notre Dame want them to join the Big Ten. I mean, because geographically, it makes sense. And I get that argument, but there's then there's everything else, but (laughs) (laughs) there's everything else. All right. Last question for the mailbag here, Tom, another attendance question, but we're flipping across the street to football. True or false. Notre Dame's crowd will be raucous enough 
to give the Irish a home field advantage against Ohio State and USC in 23? I'd go absolutely true because if not this year, when? Like, seriously, <laughs> you know what you you know what Ohio State's going to bring. You know what USC did last last November. I'm back in November out in the Coliseum against Notre Dame. Uh, there there should be no no more off bigger off the chain hook type of games come fall than the Ohio State game and the USC game. And oh by the way, well let's let's break news right now, Vince, and say I'm going out on a limb. Those yeah. are both going to be night games. Yeah, I did. Woo! Breaking news, everybody. Bum, 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 bum. Blesses, baby. <laughs> I agree with you. Their, they're not kicking those bad boys off at noon. Those are 730 uh, starts. 100% those are going to be 730. I don't care if it says TBA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, October 14th and November 4th. I'm sorry. Uh, that's Clemson. Uh, so there it is, USC. October 14th and Ohio State is September 23rd. Yep. Those are both going to be night games. No doubt about it. Which is, you know, what it is what it is. I, I will say the crowd at Clemson this year the, for the Clemson game at home, it's a great crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. they deserved it. Notre Dame played really, really well. Probably the best game that they played all season. But it was a really good crowd. I mean, it was, it was, we, we, I purposely went outside to, the deck to to hear what the crowd was like at the beginning of the game. And it was, it was a good crowd. I was impressed. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And there no, I mean, no question. Ohio state will be, will be huge because that's oh. the first of two. And if they beat Ohio state, then that slingshots them in October. And uh, like I said, USC, Notre Dame, as, as much rivalry as it is right now. And with USC having beaten Notre Dame, Back in the Coliseum in Los Angeles in November. Yeah. Yeah. If if those if those aren't the best home games of the year, what are you doing, Notre Dame fans? What are you waiting yeah. for? Seriously. Waiting for? Don't sell your tickets, especially to Ohio State fans. Okay. Hold on to your tickets. Be a good season ticket holder. Go to that game and cheer on the Irish. Actually, stand up, you know, the whole thing. Cheer on the Irish. All right. Anyway get off my atten- attendance soapbox. So that's going to do it for the mailbag. We have one more segment, so don't leave yet. We, sk- we still have our final segment like we always do. But before you do, make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, all that fun stuff, and we'd really appreciate that.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com